Hey friend, Michael McCurry here. Thank you so much for joining me once again for Bible Attract Echoes. For those of you that are listening in with some keen ears, you may notice that the ambiance, the surroundings behind the microphone are just a little bit different. Once again, I'm not in the office. This is becoming a little bit of a theme. And part of the reason for that is because I'm spending the next four or five weeks in summer camps. Now, we're not here just to have fun. And of course, we have the opportunity often to have fun at summer camps, but we're also blessed with the opportunity to invest in young people. And my partner in crime, my uh, comrade in arms, <laughs> I've got Zach Kinney with me today, first time on the radio. And for those listening on the radio, Zach's, Zach's a good-looking guy, you know, and, <laughs> and he's hating that I'm saying it right now, putting his head down for those of you watching on YouTube. But all there is this. I have a great time with Zach. We we truly I have a great time with you, Mike. Yeah, in all seriousness, it's it's a lot of fun to have friends in ministry. Yeah, I think there's there's two things about that. It's 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 as fun as it can get. It's as fulfilling as it can get. And, and I feel like our we've been through some stuff. We've had some late right. nights, early mornings this right. week, and I feel like that's what kind of knits us together. Um, and right, it, it, it's amazing. The the, the question we're going to be asking and kind of answering this week is why summer camp. Right. And so we are gearing up for another week of camp. We've concluded one. We're gearing up for another one. We're kind of smack dab in the middle of all of that. And as we jump in here, I want you to answer for you. When I asked you that question, I, I, I made alluded to what the theme was going to be. You came right back and you had an answer for why camp. And it goes deeper than this immediate answer. But give the folks, the people wondering, why are we talking about summer camp? One week out of 52. Yeah. For you, it's made a phenomenal impact. Yeah. Start with the biggest decision for you. Yeah, so when I was a 13-year-old boy, uh, I'd come to summer camp uh, for two summers at teen camp. My entire life as a junior. And uh, I grew up in church. But at, at around 13, uh, the Lord had been working on my heart even before my week of camp that I needed salvation. But then I was listening to some lies of the devil. I was, uh, you know, kind of in the culture of the world. I was kind of in my own pride, thinking that if I tell people that I'm unsaved, then, uh, you know, they're, they're going to think of me differently. They're going to judge me and all this and all that. But I came to summer camp, and on a Tuesday night, a great preacher here named Robbie Morrison preached a message. And I just remember, and this doesn't always need to happen, but it's happened to me a few times, and I, I love when the, the Lord just has your heart in his hand, and he squeezes a little bit. And I just remember just weeping the entire time, just knowing that I, that I needed uh, salvation. But I went through it with kind of a hard heart, and uh, I wasn't feeling great that week. And we usually do a snack shop at the end of the night. And I actually asked my counselor, can I go up to my, my cabin because I do not feel good. Which is not like you. No, <laughs> I like to interact with people. He, he's a social individual yeah. a little bit. We, we get along because I think you're a little more extra, extroverted than I. I'm, I'm probably a little more introverted, but we're kind of yin and yang on that yeah. sometimes. But you go up to your cabin then, and which is totally out of the ordinary. What happens next? So I go up there. I get into my pajamas. I'm looking at my bed. And I remember this as clear as day. I'm looking at my bed. And I just felt all the weight of the conviction that the Lord had just been, I've been kicking against the pricks for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I just felt the Lord say, you know what you got to do. And so I just, I, I was alone in that cabin. I put some, some decent clothes back on <laughs> and I didn't put shoes on. I remember I didn't put shoes on for some reason. I was, I was 13 and I walked down and my brother-in-law actually, Curtis Baker was in the the lobby of the auditorium of the we call it the tabernacle but it's really just the room that we do the services in and i talked to him about it and i talked to him about doubts about salvation i talked about and he asked me like well what what have you done to be saved and i 
for some reason, I don't know what the spiritual roadblock was. I couldn't explain it clearly. I just couldn't get my mind wrapped around it. And he just sat me down with a Bible and showed me that the reason I, I, I'm going to not spend eternity in heaven is because I, of my sin. And I needed to give my sin guilt to Christ and rely on him and him alone to take me to heaven when I die. And that once I'm in the Father's hand, no man can pluck me out of the Father's hand. Mm. And once I did that, I got right with the Lord. I remember it was technically really, it was a Tuesday night. It was a Wednesday morning when I finally got done. I remember it's a long walk back to my cabin. If you are familiar with Common Ground, I was staying in the chapel, which is one of the first uh, buildings you see when you walk into camp. It's probably about uh, two-tenths of a mile away from the tabernacle. And I'm walking in the dark. I'm walking on a gravel road. And no I, shoes. No shoes. <laughs> And on the way there, I was like kind of picking my feet. I was like, you know, my feet were tender. On the way back, I just felt my yoke was easy. My burden was light. My shoulders were light. And I just remember jogging back to my cabin (laughs) so, so happy in the joy of my salvation. And that for for a while before that, I couldn't sleep. I I, I had, as we say at Common Ground, we sing the song, let the Lord have his way. I had no rest, no peace until the Lord had his way in my life. And once I did that, I went, I hit that bed. I was sleeping on a cot on the floor. That cot on the floor couldn't have been any more comfortable. I, I sat down, I went right to sleep, and I just had that that peace, that wonderful peace from God. And, uh, and there's been a couple, a few young people this this yeah. past week that ended. Here we are starting another week. We're, we're one week down, three ahead of us, and uh, a couple folks made that decision this very week. You're getting a little bit of the real behind the scenes of camp because I, uh, over the weekends and all that type of stuff, there's uh, lawn tractors and there's things going on in the background. Thankfully, with the art of modern technology, we can drown most of that out these days. But there's a pretty loud, uh, what are they doing out there? Weed eating or something? Mm-hmm. Anyway, in all seriousness, one of the things I, I love about this style outside my office is it's re- it feels more yeah. real. It's kind of clinical. It's kind of um, just very like prim and proper when I'm in the office. But here, we've got a uh, we've got a Kubota just, just riding around back this there. This is our real life. We're just sitting on a bench <laughs> having a conversation. But in all seriousness, that's part of what makes camp so awesome. Yeah. Is you have the opportunity, it pulls you out of the norm. And actually, I'm outside the norm. Normally I'm in the office, head down, grinding, working on Bible track stuff, and, and still working on a massive amount of Bible track stuff, responding to emails, all that. But we've had our head down in a different way, praying, asking God to work in the lives of these young people. Had a phenomenal time. The messages to conclude the week and, and as we look towards this next week, the preachers coming up, I'm going to ask you to pray for what God is going to do, not only at this summer camp, but at so many around the nation. I'm going to ask you though, we got just a little sidetracked. You, you, you led into it so well. I want to ask you, if you're listening right now, do you know that you know that you're saved? Maybe you're like Zach was at 13 years old and you're not sure. Maybe there's something standing between you and the knowledge that you are on your way to heaven. Friend, please don't let another day go by without getting saved. It's absolutely incredible the difference. I'm going to ask you if you would, if you have questions about that, if you're bothered by this discussion, you say, I don't know that I know. I asked that question while I was preaching uh, this past week. If you don't know, I'm going to ask you to text me, reach out to me. I actually had some folks already reach out to me today asking some different questions. Text me at this phone number. You ready? 309-316-7240. That number again is 309-316-7240. Zero. Now, Zach, you made a lot of other decisions at camp. We got about four minutes left here. Tell us about one or two other decisions that 
were defining moments in your life that have put you on the path, still a young man, and, and figuring out exactly what God has for you. It's po very possible that missions work might be, and mm -hmm. maybe in Papua New Guinea, some different places, but you're also open to whatever God has yeah. for you. But how did you get to that place? You, you, of course, for the people listening right here, Zach is an unusual guy. In relation to the vast amount of young men, 22, 23? 23. 23 now, the amount of young men that their sole desire is to serve God, you know as well as I do that that comes few and far between in our modern world. So how did you get to that place? There's not, and it's not like uh, you were forced into this mold. You're not mama called and daddy sent. In three minutes, tell us some other defining decisions you made. Yeah, I think... Um kind of what went hand in hand with my salvation was, and this is one of my prayers for Common Ground, is that kids can come here and that they can, I, I was raised in church as a young, uh, as a young boy, and, and shortly after I got saved, actually, my parents left church. And I think th what I did at summer camp was really pivotal in me having some, Lord willing, some fruit, fruit that'll last in eternity, some, some, um, some crowns of cast at our Savior's feet. I think the Lord used that summer for me to make the faith of my Savior, my, my faith, the mm. faith of my church, my faith. It wasn't just a faith that I followed. It wasn't just a culture that I was familiar with. It became my faith. I was bought wow. in. And I felt like me just getting real with God and saying, Lord, I honestly don't know what you have for me exactly right now, but I'm okay with that. And I place my trust in you. I give you my life and I just surrender my all to you. You can do with me what you want. And I remember praying, if you just want me to clean the bathrooms in my church, I, 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 you know, I, I could do that. I could stay after school and I could clean the bathroom. I could do, I'll, I'll do that. If you want me to preach, I'll preach. But just that, that surrender, that, that first initial surrender was freeing. And then from, from there and there out, it was, it's been a, a constantly trying to get my flesh in line and surrender to what the Lord has for me, whether it's in my own spiritual walk with Him or it's in the decisions that I make in life. And like that ball, that, it, to use a football analogy, it was, that was kicked off mm -hmm. at Common Ground. And one of my prayers for Common Ground is that kids, it, it's a very, it's a lot. Summer camp is a lot. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of preaching. And, and it's an environment where they're away from the world. It's an environment where it's different than their normal life. What we're trying to get here at Common Ground is to, is, is to create an environment where the Holy Spirit moves freely, where the Holy Spirit has, has room to work in hearts and lives, where, where, where hardened hearts are made, are made tender and that people can, can break and submit their will to God and not just do it in an emotional way, not just do it in their own flesh, but do it. In the, in the power of the Spirit. Do, do some stuff. We, I, one of my, my pastor always says that preaching should be appealing to the intellect and the emotion to lead somebody to a spiritual decision. Mm. You're appealing to their intellect, you're appealing to their emotion and leading them to a spiritual decision. That's what we're trying to do. We're not just trying to get people, uh, kids wrapped up in the emotionalism right. of camp, right. get kids to, you know, cry at the altar for the sake of crying just because they're wrapped up in the emotion. No, we're trying to get kids to hear the voice of the Lord, to own their faith, mm -hmm. to own their faith. Amen. Well, I I'm thankful for Zach, not only as a friend, 
as compatriot, as a partner in arms. But I'm thankful for the burden he obviously has, and he's referenced this place that we're at right now. I've been a part of many different many different camps, and I hope you have a summer camp that you go to. I hope you feel half as strongly about it as Zach does. I hope you've made half the decisions that Zach has. But I'm going to ask you, if you would, to consider summer camp. You say this is an odd thing for the host of Bible Track Echoes. Can I tell you, there may be no better place for me to recruit lifelong Gospel Track users than at a summer camp. Because if one 14-year-old gets in their heart, I had a young man today come and ask me, he said, where did you get that track wallet? I got to tell him where I got it from. I got to give him the last track wallet that I had left in my wow. bag. He was so appreciative for that. That young man might go on. Who knows who's going to get saved because that man uses gospel tracks. Now, we have to sign off here. We've had a wonderful time. I'm looking forward to just really a few short hours. Campers are going to be rolling onto property. We're going to gear up for another week. Thank you so much, Zach. Had a wonderful time. If you're listening right now, as always, have a great day for His glory. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at bibletracksinc.org. That's bibletracksinc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.